Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing on this fine day? I'm good. I'm drinking a lemon tea, uh, a powdered tea that you buy in the supermarket that has lemon in it, uh, and it's very delicious. I remember having it when I was a kid, and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of getting reacquainted with it. Big fan of this nonsense. Taking his nostalgic lemons. I'm drinking a Boss Coffee. Boss Coffee oh. Farm Black. It's quite good, actually. Yeah, tin. I mean, what time is it there in, in Japan, Chris? And where are it you? Is what are you going to be doing later? 6.56pm. And I'm in Yamagata. Drinking coffee. In a hotel room. In a quiet room, drinking my Boss Coffee. And then after this podcast, I've got a summit with the great Natsuki, who I haven't seen since Journey Across Japan, actually. So it's going to be nice to yeah. hang out with him and uh, see... How is uh, the sales of his hand jelly went through the roof yeah. after last week's video? Um, I'm sure they yeah, did. Keep us posted. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that he's selling them anymore. I think he's sold out. Um, right. So we'll, we'll find out. But um, I've had a. I, I, it's interesting. I don't. Um, every now and then, like uh, one of my friends who I haven't spoken to in a long time will just drop me a message somewhere um, from the UK. And uh, someone, a good friend who I haven't spoken to in a while, sent me a message today uh, revealing a Japanese word that intrigued him. Uh, it's the word, mm. a word, kind of a phrase that uh, for some reason uh, he found intriguing. And it is kuchi sabeshi. Kuchi sabeshi. Do you know what that means, Pete? Have you heard of that? Um, I've never heard of that, no. So kuchi, what's kuchi? Kuchi. I don't know. Like a quiz show, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, you don't know. Bit. All right, what I about? I don't know. No, what about sabishi? Uh, that sounds more yeah. like a feeling. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that sounds more like a feeling. So maybe the first bit was like a body part or a a car, <laughs> something. I don't know. A body part or a car? <laughs> close, very close. Um, <laughs> so kuchi means mouth, and sabishi means lonely. Um, and the phrase kuchi ah, sabishi mouth, literally I? means lonely mouth or longing to <laughs> to put something in one's mouth. Uh, wow, <laughs> sounds that sounds sexy. dodgy. <laughs> don't let your imagination run wild like it always does mr too Donaldson. late mate too late it does, 
<laughs> it means uh, eating when bored or sometimes um, like eating when you're stressed. For example, you could say, Corona no se de, ano, saikin kuchi sabeshi, literally because of the coronavirus, I'm stress eating recently. Oh, right. Um, yeah. But I don't know what about that he found so interesting or funny. He hasn't spoke to me in like two years. And he just messaged me like, oh, look at this word. It's like, not, hello, Chris, how are you? What have you been doing the last year? It's just, oh, look at this word. Could you have a few? Well, it is, it is funny because it's just like it's the idea that your mouth's so lonely. I just want to, I just want to hang out with some food. <laughs> well, your mouth food, isn't lonely. You've been having bloody lemons. Lemons all morning. No. When life gives you a packet of lemon tea, you make lemon tea. That's, that's my <laughs> motto. That's my mantra. Good man. Good man. I mean, there's, um, I, I thought there's another interesting word, another friend, like uh, a few months ago, and I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast, another interesting Japanese word that we don't really have in the English language. And there's, there's a lot, you mm. know, we always talk about it. Uh, this one, sundoku suru, which means to buy books and not read them, literally just to buy books and just leave them on the shelf. Sundoku, oh, sundoku like suru. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? What would you? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you could, I mean, you could sort of say that with all of my um, Japanese uh, books. If I buy Aww. like, if I buy one more book, it'll be. If I buy one more instructional book on how to learn Japanese, maybe then I'll be able to learn Japanese. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> nonsense. What what books do you have <laughs> on learning Japanese? I don't think I've ever asked. I know oh, you've got about the fucking, I've got seven shower- of them. Little vocabulary books, bit little um little vocabulary books, um mm. full on kind of, you know, uh Japanese for busy people, all those kind of ones as well. Oh god. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I know you use the um the tried and tested shower curtain technique where you just like stick words exactly. blow over your shower yeah. curtain. Um hasn't really worked though, has it? Within, no, not really. Within reason. Not really, no. <laughs> but there you go. Now, at least you know one phrase today. It's your speedy Japanese the day, Pete. Kuchi sabishi. Use that in the office. Use that at Kuchi work. Sabishi. Impress people. Round a fat one. Lonely mouth. Um, and now we turn our attention to story of the week. And this week it's from Andy. And he says, hello, Chris and Pete. Mm. Hope you're both doing well. And greetings from Finland. Uh, it's a nice change. I think most of our listeners are from Sweden. I don't think we have many no, listeners in Finland. So, Yeah. Wonderful. Um, Andy says, the recent podcast mention of Chris eating wild boar, uh, which I did do last week with Ryotaro, uh, and another listener's story about the Japanese police tactics reminded me of a story from my exchange in Japan. I was in a rather fancy private school located on the edge of Kobe. Uh, the school was the last building before the beginning of the mountain and the forest. Uh, one day, a wild boar basically just tumbled onto the schoolyard and started pacing around the yard. All of the students gathered to watch the situation from the balconies and the hallways. Our rather macho PE karate teacher uh, went to confront the boar, but after a brief standoff, the karate teacher excused himself in a rather panicky fashion and retreated to the relative safety of the school. After that, the boar roamed the yard and visited one of the buildings. After about 30 minutes, the police showed up in four patrol cars equipped with bulletproof vests, Having confronted the bear and cornered it against the mountainside, the police shot it, covered it with a tarpaulin, and the situation came to an end. Uh, my quip of looking forward to the following day's cafeteria uh, tonkatsu, uh, <laughs> breaded pork, was not well received by my female classmates, but I eventually regained my standing, unlike the boar. Uh, best wishes to you guys in the extended abroad in Japan universe. All the best, Andy. Oh, that poor boar. Although, I say poor boar. They're eh? very aggressive and unpleasant often, aren't they? Wild boars. <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, I have very little contact with boars day to day, I have to say. 
<laughs> the streets of London. I mean, that's that's sad. I feel kind of sad there. I mean, it's Aww. probably for the best. Boar's, imagine if it just like the boar just gone through the school and just ripped all the students to pieces. That would have been pretty unpleasant. They're nasty tusks. But, <laughs> Good um, Lord. They were delicious. I did have a boar with Riottero in a video that's probably coming out in January. Um, we ate a bear. We ate a boar. We ate a deer. There was scarcely an animal that wasn't eaten that day. Um, and the most delicious of all was the deer. The, the deer was the best. The bear wasn't that good. <laughs> Stick with the deer. Um, right. Story of the week. We have covered some really weird robberies in our time on this podcast. Um, crime in Japan often seems to have like a comedic twist to it. Um, do you remember any of the previous ones, Pete? Do you remember the guy? Is there a guy that burgled his own store? With a mask on. And oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, um, Is that you, Steve? Uh, no. <laughs> Steve, yeah. That was his name. Um, yeah, the manager of like a, a convenience store burgled it with the mask on. And while he was talking and trying to get the money out of the till, his colleagues quite obviously went, oh, wait a minute, is that? What are you doing? Are you, what's going on? Oh, it's a it's a test to see uh, uh, what you would do if, if, if I was a yeah. real burglar. And he got arrested, <laughs> quite rightly so. But uh, it was another ridiculous attempted robbery uh, in Ikebukuro in Tokyo this week, um, uh, involving a, a, a basically in in Japan recently. A lot of convenience stores have been hiring workers, uh, foreign workers from Nepal, from India. Uh, I guess because the labour is kind of cheaper to do that. Um, but it's not uncommon now to go into Tokyo and see a worker in a Japanese convenience store that's not Japanese. Um, and on the morning of September 10th, uh, a 20-year-old Nepalese man was working behind the register in a convenience store. And about 3am, a man dressed in black with a bandana obscuring his face came into the store, walked up to the counter and started brandishing a box cutter. And he said, take the cash out of the register and put it in a plastic bag, uh, he demanded. Uh, and in response, the Nepalese clerk who spoke in Japanese just went, why? Why? Uh, the master <laughs> man wasn't really expecting this. He was caught off guard and he sort of went... Um, because I don't have any money. Uh, by this time, though, some other customers have walked into the store uh, because his robbery was so slow. The store had gone from being quiet and empty to being filled up with other customers. Um, and in the end, he ran off with no money, apart from a single rice ball. He he pinched a, a, an onigiri rice ball. Um, and the police are looking for him right now, this great thief. But um, what was interesting was um, TBS News, the uh, Japanese... TV channel, really big one, um, commented that uh, on how the Nepalese clerk couldn't understand Japanese. Rather than sort of say, well done, he he uh, prevented this crime yeah. from taking place. They called him out for his Japanese being bad. What they claim is that uh, the robber came in, said, take the cash out of the register and put it in a plastic bag. And then they claim the Nepalese clerk just didn't understand uh, the Japanese, what was being said to him. Um, when really, I think he did, because he said... Uh, you know, what, why, what's going on? Like he, it seems that that wasn't really an issue, but um, they've called him out on it. It's a bit bizarre, isn't mm. it? Rather than hail yeah, him for his... I mean, bravery, bravery. yeah. I, I think it's more, I think it's just, um, sounds like a very right-wing press to me. <laughs> sounds like a slightly kind of looking for, uh, rather than, I mean, I would say, I've seen stories like that about um, 
British Asians in in in, in England and, and sort of uh, people who don't speak uh, amazing English having real problems um, mm. when it comes to when they've done something good, um, their their story and their uh, you know the, the language they speak it seems to be more important than their, their actual bravery, uh, which is incredible really. <laughs> in a modern, well, what's interesting, he, modern um, city apparently. When the guy was like, give me the money, the guy didn't go, oh, oh sorry, I don't know what you're saying. He said, uh, why? Which is, he shows that he understood yeah, good, uh, right. what very the good was qu- Yeah, very good question. Yeah, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing <laughs> this? Through him. Because I've got no money. Can I interest you in a um, rice bowl? <laughs> bizarre situation. Um, but well yeah. done him. So, saving yeah. the store from being robbed. All the many money. The many money. God, that I'm rice ball is coming out of his wages. 100 yen lost. But, yeah, um, yeah there's some really bizarre exactly. crimes here. I like to, we'll have to keep an eye out and see if we can find any more, to be honest. Um, still not as good as the, the manager robbing his own store. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
WrestleMe is a show where two men watch every WrestleMania from 1 to 37, unpicking the multicoloured threads that tie it all together. I think it's slightly something to do with the fact that Americans don't really like cell phones, do they? Right. I think they've all got basic ones, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's a big shout. It is a big shout, but I mean, there is something funny about it, like text messaging never took off in the States. What? I'm da- Come on now. Never been big. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're a lapsed fan or someone who doesn't give a flying laureate about it, there's something for everyone. If you can get a crowd to boo you for kicking a fabulous ladder. Fabulous ladder. And the crowd are booing. Yeah. I get just, off that lovely ladder we've just learned about. It's a beautiful polysexual ladder. It's a, it's a beautiful bit of shabby yeah. shit creation. If you climb up to it, ecstasy can be found <laughs> at the top. Listen via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. Wrestle Me is a Stakano production. We turn our attention now to the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Dawson? Oh, I was taking a sip of me um, tea there. Hey, Chris, no I just lemon, recently started lemon tea listening. On the podcast. I know. Oh, it's so sharp. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I just recently started listening to your podcast while at work. I'm a dog kennel worker, so I need to have something in my ears aside from barking pups. Oh, uh, Laurie Lear. Uh, Laurie Lear's uh, name is. Um, uh, fantastic. Fantastic job. Anyway, just want to say thanks for all your videos. I think they've helped my dad cope with the fact I want to live in Japan. I'm going to uni for a bachelor's degree in uh, Japanese. And I hope to leave around about 2025. Uh, a question uh, for good measure. So my name can be quite hard for even English speakers to say. It said like Lorelei. I've just looked <laughs> down at the bottom. Is it Lorelei? Lo- yeah, Lorelei. With all the L Lorelei, and R Lorelei. Sounds, it would be difficult for native. Lorelei. Uh, nobody, Lorelei is written Lorelei there. As in <laughs> L-I-E, lie. But I think it's Lorelei, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, should I maybe go by another name like my middle name, or do you think it would be okay as is? I hope uh, that all made sense. LOL. Um, <laughs> thanks for everything, uh, Lorelei Varble. Fantastic, great name, great job. The name, that, fantastic work. The name that broke Pete Donaldson. Um, <laughs> never, never had that in a, in a it says podcast. Lie, though. It's it's spelled in the phonetic spelling. It says lie, so I've got to go with that, Lorelei. Beautiful oh name. My. But yes, I imagine it will be very difficult in Japan. God. <laughs> I mean, we've had some names in the past. Um, I think Elizabeth, mm. we had a, a listener called Elizabeth mm. a few months ago who was worried um, coming to teach in Japan that uh, her colleagues and students wouldn't be able to pronounce her name. So she sort of said, shall I just call myself Beth? But we sort of said, I think Elizabeth is quite an easy one. It's Elizabeth. Um, Lorelei, mm. Lore, Lorelei, sorry. Um, God. Fall into the Pete Donaldson trap. Lorelei, I don't know what I would do there. That's going to destroy the mouths of Japan. Lorelei. 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 Interesting. I'm enjoying it. I'm sure they can manage it, but... My um, a good uh, my my Japanese tutor many years ago, Ito-san, Ito-sensei, sadly passed away. He... um said that the most difficult word for Japanese people to pronounce uh, was thriller. Thriller. Can you, uh, can you imagine what that's like? Surira. Surira. Yeah. Surira? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Surira. It first becomes sus, don't it? Mm. Surira. It's the L and R sounds, a nightmare. Um, Lorelei. Lorelei. Yeah, I can't. If I can't do it... The people in Japan might have a bit of difficulty. Nevertheless, I don't think that should stop you from um, from changing your name or having some sort of nickname, to be honest, Lorelei. I think you should mm. stick with it and uh, let us know how you get on. Uh, we've got one here from Lucas. He says, hey, fellas, hope all is well with you and your families as well as your friends. I plan on visiting Japan when travel restrictions end. And my question is, 
would uh, 4,500 Canadian dollars, about 359,000 yen. Um, uh, what's that in American dollars? We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, would that be enough for 30 days in, in Japan? I get so many mixed answers about being 22. Um, I've only traveled to New York City with my parents back in high school, and I'd love to know from people who have lived or stayed in Japan for such a long time whether I should save more money or if that would be enough. Also, you guys should consider maybe doing a special live stream of the show with cameras so the fans can see your beautiful faces. Stay safe. Look forward to hearing from you guys. All the best. Lucas. I agree, Lucas. Let's get Pete Donaldson in a live stream. Let's get his swanky facial hair out to the masses uh, that they so deserve. Um, yeah. God, what's what's four thousand five hundred Canadian dollars in a currency? It's I understand in United States in in United States dollars, that's um, three thousand four hundred and eighty-two uh, United States dollars. So okay. around about that. Mm. That's that's about what hundred dollars a day, just over. I, you know, it's yeah. difficult. I'd say no. I'd say you need a bit more than that. Mm. For example, if you're going to come to Japan for thirty days realistically you're going to get the 21 day rail pass that's about six hundred dollars sixty thousand yen mm. um accommodation clocks in around what 70 60 70 dollars a day um, if you're willing to do so, like capsule hotels and get on a kind of like a rigorous leaving the hotel at 10 o'clock kind of routine it's mm, not something i've mm. ever achieved but um yeah I don't know. I've, I think you could do it, but I think you'd be have, you'd have to make a lot of sacrifices. My advice would do would be to do twenty one days instead of thirty days if you want to keep the amount of money the same, mm. or if you do want to stay another week, maybe add another kind of thousand dollars. Um, there's no f- fixed mm. amount for a month in Japan. Typically, for two weeks, I would say about three thousand dollars is a good amount to have fun and. Um, do lots of interesting things like there's there's experiences you kind of need to do in japan i feel to get the most ex- to get the most out of it like staying the night in a traditional japanese inn at nyokan that costs around 200 dollars, 250 dollars a night on average i'd say um love hotels cheaper that three thousand yen for two hours uh you can still get the whole experience two hours three thousand yen mm. um but i'd say good budget is about a hundred dollars a day? No. I'd say it's more than that. It's more like $150. Don't know. But no, it's not enough. I'd say save a bit more money, to be honest. What what are your thoughts, Pete? On money? Yeah, uh, as much money as you can possibly as much money as you can possibly uh, muster would be uh, probably preferable. But yeah, I mean like you're not far off with three and a half uh, grand there. If you if you're willing to sort of do, you know, capsule hotels and, and cheap cheap it out, um again, as long as you've got you you've got your train, you've got you you got your um transport Mm. And uh, maybe a little bit more money for them for a metro kind of sweeker card and stuff. I re- it's possible you're not gonna have you're not gonna have a, a suitcase full of souvenirs once once you get back. But I don't know. It's 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 eminently doable. But you'd probably have a bit more fun if you just added another grand onto that. So I don't know. Get on the get on the old garage sale or uh, I don't know what kids over there do. Lemonade stands <laughs> <laughs> with that budget. Working a dog hospital. I don't know. He's not coming back with any rice cookers, is he? Not on that budget. Mm, <laughs> I exactly. would, yeah. Get some more money. That's my advice. Get a, get a credit card. That's what I did um, for most of my twenties. I lived off an overdraft and a credit card. Um, just just yep. make sure you pay it off. Don't we? Don't encourage that. Not here on the Born Japan podcast. Um, we have got one from Bjorn or Bjorn, and that's your one, Pete. Another another right, slightly then. tricky name. 
Bjorn, that's all right. Oh, Bjorn, Bjorn. Um, hi, Chris. Hi, Pete. Uh, this is Bjorn. Bjorn from uh, Germany. I just want to share two stories with you that happened on my first trip to Japan last year. On my first day in Tokyo, I was pretty jet lagged, and it was quite a humid day for October. At least when you just arrived from pretty cold Germany. So after visiting the uh, Meiji Shrine in Shibuya uh, and Shibuya, I just wanted to take a stop at Tokyo Tower and afterwards continue to Odaiba to watch the sunset. When I arrived at Tokyo Tower, I was completely soaked in sweat. Not a nice experience uh, for anyone watching that wreck of a gaijin. Anyway, uh, at the base of the tower, I spotted a small uh, shop selling matcha ice cream. Hooray! So after waiting in line, I ordered mine. While waiting for it, I was watching the surroundings. Uh, when I looked back, there was an extremely good-looking ice on the counter. So I took it. Instantly, the woman behind the counter kid became very livid and said, no, 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 not that one. And the man in the line uh, behind me was laughing, saying, that is just a sample. It was then I realized that the ice in my hand was made of plastic. I've heard of the Japanese way to make models of the food you're going to order but I'd completely forgotten about it. So we had a good laugh and I enjoyed my ice cream afterwards. This time, the real one. <laughs> that sounds like absolute <laughs> uh, jet lag behavior. Sleepy as hell, just sort of sweaty. You want an ice cream, you pick it up, it's plastic, you start eating the plastic, people are screaming at you, get out of my shop, you've eaten my plastic food. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, some point or another, especially when jet lagged. The, um, the plastic foods in Japan and in Asia in general, I think, are just so... <laughs> Detailed, so meticulous, aren't they? They called um, they called shokuhin sampuru, like a like a sample of food, food sample basically. Um, mm. But they're just really good. Like, you go to any family diner, and there'll be like a little glass window out the front of the restaurant, right? And you've got like all the like the little bread and the soup and the steak, and it's all immaculately done. Sometimes it looks like the real thing. Um, really quite impressive. Shame we don't have that in the UK. I'd love that. Gets me hyped up for food. Yeah, Gets me feeling I mean, hungry. It, but it doesn't mean you can't. But it doesn't mean you can't kind of like you've got you've got to have all of the ingredients for all of those dishes. Um, so you can't really sort of <laughs> you can't really invent a new dish uh, and stick it on the menu because you'd have to get the plastic one made up. Fair point. Fair point. I mean, I, it's it's weird, isn't it? I wonder why that took off in Japan, but not say the UK or Europe. It's one of those. Slightly odd things, isn't probably, it? Probably because we'd have to order the, the um, we'd have to order the plastic food from Taiwan, and it's miles away. So <laughs> yeah, it's probably <laughs> easier to do away in from Japan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but no, it's big business. I read, I read um, that you know these plastic foods, the Shokuhin sample, there are a lot of millions of dollars every every year get spent on them. Mm. Um, unsurprising, given I think it Tokyo is. has more restaurants. Tokyo alone, I think, has more restaurants than any other city. In the world, well, that is an easy battle given that Tokyo is the world's biggest city, um, the Met- mm. Tokyo metropolitan area. Don't let me get caught out on that one. A lot of people, sometimes people call me out uh, when I quote the size of a city. For example, Tokyo, the population of Tokyo, I think, is 9 million for the Tokyo, uh, the district of Tokyo. But if you look at the metropolitan area of Tokyo, which I think is worth doing because Tokyo is effectively just one big continuous city, the metropolitan area, 36 million people. Mm. So it's my little rant about population numbers. Well, I did screw up Kyoto <laughs> the other week, didn't I? I screwed, screwed up Kyoto yeah, about three I, weeks I, ago. I, 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 yeah, I, I find sort of like numbers and kind of – they're impressive if they're miles away from anything else. But, I mean, I mean Kyoto's Kyoto's amount of people that live there, I, I, I couldn't care less really. I'm sure you wouldn't either. I, I, yeah. What was it? I don't know. I'm not going to go down that road again. I think it was 2 million and I said it was 22 million because I got it confused with the right. Kanto, Kanto area as a whole. Um, yeah, my bad. Um, hello, Chris and Pete. My <laughs> name is... scores with Chris Roll. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how I roll. Kanto. 
Am I get? God, am I getting that right? Oh, I don't know. Right, hello, Chris and Pete. My Chris, name is Pavel. You're melting I've down been, me. Have another boss coffee. <laughs> I'm getting mixed up with Kansai. Right, God damn it, Kansai. I think it's twenty million oh, people. Oh lord. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna get shot to pieces. Right, fine. In the in the podcast <laughs> fax machine. Uh, hello, Chris Have and Pete. My name tea. is Pavel. I've been a fan of your videos ever since my trip to Japan in 2017, thanks to YouTube algorithms that suggested the channel, uh, and also. Uh, very obviously tracked my movements. Yes, the YouTube algorithm is rather sinister, I must admit, these days. Recently, Chris tweeted a hate comment of someone offended by the latest Journey Across Japan video, uh, the one that featured the bee larvae. Um, and offended people uh, offended people in YouTube comment sections is nothing uncommon, but it made me wonder whether or not you've got any podcast hate mail, or haters and offended folk usually um, who can't be... Or, or are haters and offended folk usually... Can't they be bothered with writing an actual email? Um, if there are cases of hate mail, does anything stand out or is it simply unremarkable? Keep up the good work. All the best. Pavel from Moscow. Um, we don't get that much hate mail in the Abroad in Japan podcast folder because we've cleverly given the Fax Machine podcast folder email address a really long, complicated name. Uh, and so we only get the creme de la creme. You can't fire it off. You can't. <laughs> you can't. If you're going to write hate mail to pete and i you've got a first write mm. abroad in japan podcast at gmail.com then you've got to write the whole message and you've got yeah. to send it it's a lot of effort isn't it and then no one's gonna and, see and, it and i don't and, and and whereas like you could if you get upset about the the quality or the quantity of the emails you can't blame me because i don't have access to the mailbox i don't pick any of the emails chris protects me from myself and protects me from all of the haters uh, and i thank chris for that <laughs> because think- i'm sure there's a few who That's can't stand not true. <laughs> the reason you don't have access to the fax machine, uh, the fax machine in general, is because you forgot the password. I gave it to you two years ago and you forgot it. Oh, so you can't read our Well, there's that uh, as well. There's that as well, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, we get some mail occasionally, um, people who are offended by things we say. Um, political, I get, we get that a lot. Don't get political, blah, blah, blah. And to be honest, you know, Pete and I are very opinionated folks, but. We do a good job keeping politics out of it, um, which is good, I think, I because <laughs> well, you, you you do for the most part, because I know you love politics. And I uh, think the sort of people who say keep politics out of X, Y, and Z, they have no idea that everything is inherently political. Everything in our lives <laughs> is political. Potentially. So they're going to have a miserable time, aren't they? But I mean, yeah, we get that every now and then. But yeah, I think we keep politics out of the podcast, which I understand because it's about Japan. It's about escaping. Um, well, yeah, we we do get a few. But you know what? Uh, that's the way it is. And it's nothing like this sort of that's hate comments I get on is. YouTube. It's nothing like people calling me out for being disrespectful for eating hornet larvae in a way that doesn't appreciate the production of hornet larvae. What a ridiculous comment going down that road again. How triggered I was last week with that hate mail. Yeah. Oh, what's wrong with me? Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com, but not the hate. And don't tell us not to get political when we don't often. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, oh, no, there was one, Pete, actually. There was hate mail. Last week, oh, somebody right. said, I forgot about this. Uh, somebody said we shouldn't talk about how the track and trace program in the UK isn't working. Because we talked about that. Oh, we shouldn't say that. Said, right. Don't get angry about that, even though it's not working. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. 
Rubbish. Who cares? <laughs> Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to LeBronJapanPodcast at gmail.com. Guys, we'll be back on Wednesday to do it all over again. Um, at this time of recording, we I've, I think the next episode of Journey Across Japan is coming out about a capsule hotel. So keep an eye out for that. But for now, guys, enjoy the start of your week and the rest of your weekend, and we'll see you uh, on Wednesday. Have yourself a good one. All the best. Ta-ta. I'm off to get a donut. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.